Welcome to the Bethel Church Podcast. Each week you'll be able to check in for our messages from Sunday and other material. We hope that our messages encourage you in your walk and daily faith in Jesus. Make sure to check out our website, BethelStratford.org. into the service tonight I saw a lady and she's right in front of me right now I don't want to scare you but I saw you I saw written across your your chest Ruth and I heard the words turn around the sense that I have is that God's about to do a turnaround in your life where things haven't been for good. You know, with Ruth, she had some things that we'd say were hard and went difficult and seemed like things were going the wrong way. And you think, is this just a sad story? And then there was a turnaround. And, and God moved into it. And Ruth found herself going to this place called Bethlehem when it was barley season. There was proper provision that began to come. She found herself in the field of Boaz and there was more provision that came. She found herself picking up some scraps and little bits and pieces of this and that just to make do. And, and it seemed like things are turning around, but is it too good to be true? And it was a turnaround until finally she was protected by the master of the field. And he said, listen, I'm going to give you handfuls of purpose, handfuls of purpose. I'm just going to load you with handfuls of grain and you're going to have more than enough. And there's a turnaround and you wonder, how can I have a turnaround? It's because of Jesus. They put him in the grave one day and it was the, you know, the first day, the second day, and the third day, there's a turnaround. And so I just speak into your life right now. What's your first name? Amber? I just speak into your life right now, Amber, that the Lord Jesus is giving you a turnaround. And that those things that have been reversals and setbacks and not enough, that God's going to turn it around based on his resurrection power. And that there will be more than enough, that you'll be able to go through the field, figuratively speaking, and that you'll be able to gather and gather. There'll be enough and God's got a purpose for your life. God's got a plan for your life, just like he had for Ruth. Sometimes we think, well, you know, how, how could this be? She's not in kind of the family line. But God knew. God knew what he was doing. So I bless you with this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Bless you guys. Yeah. Kim, there's Kim. Kim is the CEO of where I've stayed. <laughs> I, um, I don't know whether we've met before. I don't think so. It was the first time I was checking out. I've, I've been at CityGate on uh, Saturday, and I was going to say Sunday, but I guess that's today. And, and I just love where I'm staying. And I, I've kind of made it my place where I 
get in touch with God and I get refreshed there. And um, it, it's, it's an amazing place. And I was, you, you said to me, I'll see you tonight. And I, I just, when I was standing there, I thought, I just want to bless Kim. Lord, give me something for Kim. And I'll, I'll tell you what I, I feel the Lord's uh, just given to me. And again, I, I, I don't know you, other than you must be enough, a nice person to, you know, have that. Uh, is, is it forest? You know, I just, I know where to turn now, and I, I don't even look at road signs or anything, and I don't even think I know the name, but it's probably named Forest something. Forest Motel, okay, I can do that. <laughs> Here it is. It's Isaiah chapter 58, and it's called God's Chosen Fast. I could look it up if I wanted to, but it's God's Chosen Fast. And God says, it's okay, you can fast food, and that works. But he says there's something else. And so what I sense... I don't know if it's always been in your life uh, because, you know, God uses us in different seasons. But I sense that God's going to use you and release you and open up opportunities more. Of it, It's almost like social ministry and touching people in their needs. And the Lord says that as you... Uh, set prisoners free and touch broken hearted and are able to be uh, show mercy uh, to people who are you know it's almost uh, if I were to put it in in just vernacular that I'm not injecting into your story but it's it's caring for orphans it's being able to help people uh, who maybe uh, need to, to learn how to be a mom and just a lot of different compassionate mercy social areas. God says, Kim, it's the chosen fast. And it's not something that you'll have to force yourself to do. You'll find that the Lord will open it up for you. And it seems as though as, as you move in this, that it will release different things in your life that you've wanted and you thought, you know, why didn't it come this way? And it will be as you've moved in, especially mercy, I believe. And by the way, when we speak this way, it's not as though up to this point that she or myself or somebody else hasn't been merciful. But there is a mercy ministry and it's even in Romans 12 called the showing of mercy. And it seems to be highlighted to be more. Blessed are the merciful, the Beatitudes, uh, and they will receive mercy. And it seems as though it's going to be God's way of bringing supply to you of healing, of guidance. And one of the key elements that's going to be a marker for it as well is it will come out of rest. It won't be a striving. It won't be, I have to do this, or when do I start and when do I stop? But it, it'll come out of rest. And just as you're resting and the Lord is working in you and through you, you'll find that something will develop in this way. I don't know whether it's organized or whether it's just Kim doing her deal. But there's going to be a sphere of influence. It, it can be apart from Forest Hotel. I, I, it's the first time I've seen you there. So I, I don't even know whether you work there. Maybe there, you know, you just popped in to see if it's still up. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I, in your sphere of influence, it's going to release supernatural power. 
supernatural power. And sometimes we think, well, if I just fast for 40 days or pray for 400 days or read two chapters a day of the Bible instead of one, you know, I'll have a breakthrough. But yours, I believe, it's, it's like a, um, a, um, a, a General Booth. And what was his wife's name? You know, the Salvation Army? Catherine, yeah, thank you. Catherine Booth, it's, it's kind of a, uh, just a, another realm of touching people with the gospel. And it, it's the shout of the gospel because it's going to set people free. The miraculous, the signs and wonders will accompany it. Yeah, as, as that takes place. And again, you see, we, we, we get boxes. We think, okay, miraculous is Sunday morning, Pastor Chad, right when he finish, finishes speaking or something. When God wants to use us all, and when the compassion and the mercy and the love of God is released, it's like you said, Pastor Charlie, when we first started, I love that. The love and the power. And after that, all sorts of stuff happens. And so I just bless you, Kim. I bless you in the name of Jesus that the supernatural heart that you carry, the heart of, of, of God, would be released in these different ways. And read the whole chapter, if you would. Isaiah chapter 58. It's God's chosen fast. It's going to set people free. They're going to be set free. And that the miraculous and the signs and wonders would, would accompany this and it would all be in, in the most, you know, smooth, restful, Kim way. Just being nice. And that it would be released in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, it might sound strange for me to say that, but I really like what I said to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just, man, that felt good. Yeah. Where are my favorite people? Melissa, so good to see you here. And Carlo has kind of moved on too, huh? Where's Carlo? Hey, Carlo? Carlos. Carlos. Carlo. Carlo. Yeah, I knew that and I wondered, do you know that? Yeah. No more S, it's just Carlo. Got it. Yeah. Love the worship team. Love the worship team. And, um, you know, just where we're, we're skilled and we're giving our all, but no performance. It's just, you know, Jesus, you, you do everything that you want to do and bring us into the presence of the Lord. I probably, honestly, I probably could have spent the next two hours just, you know, and uh, set kind of a presence here tonight. I did want to say... Um, I've been here a couple of times now. There was a time not long ago that I'd only heard of Stratford. I'd never been here. And I was told that it's the, the cherry of, of Ontario. You know, just, just the beautiful place. And uh, when I first drove up here, I thought, oh my goodness, this is so beautiful. And it's, it's got all of the, the waterways and the things are starting to get green now. And I've um, uh, gotten to know, uh, I've known Pastor Charlie and Grace for some time. Gotten to know Pastor Chad and uh, Pastor uh, Melissa. And then, of course, the CityGate people uh, with Pastor Mac and Judy and their team. And, and they're here tonight. There might be some other churches here as well. 
Um, but God's doing good things here. There, I, I don't know what it's always been like. I know Pastor Charlie um, has been a, a kingdom man. And you don't get this stuff without somebody laying a foundation for years. And you can build on that. You can build on that. It's, it's building material that's been laid down. And I, I think that uh, with what is, is in place, so many good things can happen more and more. By the way, just so that you know, uh, one of the reasons that I came is uh, CityGate is in their new building. And that's a big deal for them. I don't know whether you've ever been in, in ministry where you set up and you tear down, you set up and you tear down, and then finally you just feel torn down. And uh, they're in their own uh, place now. 100 years old. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Good, good to celebrate. There are a couple of things that I'd like to do tonight. Um is I'd like to minister from the word and uh, I'll try to uh, be brief and just hit some points and then I'd love to see us uh, do some things, maybe some more ministry and then uh, I suppose we will finish at, at some point and uh, we'll, we'll just, uh, I think it's raining outside now so you can't go outside now anyway. So, when it stops raining, we'll stop. How's that? <laughs> Actually, I saw the weather report. We better not do that. <laughs> I think it's going to rain for three days. <laughs> Hello, Mom? Yeah, I'm still at the church. No, I promised to be back in school on Wednesday. <laughs> Some of you are saying, yeah, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> Plus, you know... This is the church too. I love this. I loved it. Uh, seeing all, all the young people lined up. And I, I re remembered some of you. Yeah. And uh, great, great to see you again. And to see some new faces. And I, I just think that it's incredible when you have young people, older people, middle-aged people, singles, married, etc. That's just uh, real healthy. Um, how about if we look at some scripture? And I want to talk, and, and so th this isn't a preach. This is, I'd like to do it as a teach slash training of how to, we talk about a move of Holy Spirit or moving in the anointing. What I want to talk about is how to move in the anointing where... God is able to do things and you're able to move with the Lord and even move God where God at times waits for instruction of what heaven wants to do but is looking for a partner who will move with him. And you'll get what I'm saying in a minute. So Ezekiel chapter 36 We'll start there. I'll give you a moment to find it. Some of you bought, brought your pocket New Testaments. It'll either go on the screen or you're going to just listen. But Ezekiel chapter 36, do you have it? Say yes. Yes. Ooh, that's two people. <laughs> Let's try that again. 
and you can use your iPhone, your Bible, uh, you know, in front of you. It's almost, you know, you almost think a person's the ancient of days when they actually hold their Bible. Uh, you, I often use my phone as well. But you have it say yes? Yes. There we are. Ezekiel 36, and I want you to notice these words. Ezekiel is uh, being spoken to by the Lord. And uh, verse 1 says, And you, son of man, prophesy to the mountains. Verse 1, a little, a little further in verse 1, O mountains of Israel. Verse 4, Therefore, O mountains of Israel. Um, thus says the Lord God, verse 4, To the mountains, the hills. Verse 6, Therefore prophesy concerning the land of Israel and say to the mountains, the hills. Verse 8, but you, O mountains of Israel. All of us will experience mountain experiences. And when you have a mountain experience, generally there's more fellowship and prayer that we can engage in. We're talking to God, God's talking to us, and... Uh, I, I simply called a, a mountaintop experience. It's a blessing experience. And we're told in verse 36 and verse 37 that my intuition was right, that prayer probably identifies more the mountain experience. Verse 36, then the nations which are left all around you, Israel, shall know that I, the Lord, have rebuilt the ruined places and planted what was desolate. I, the Lord, have spoken it, and I will do it. So God says, I've spoken this and I will do it. Thus says the Lord God, I will also let the house of Israel inquire of me to do this for them. In other words, God says there are certain things that as you prophesied to the mountains, you spoke to the mountains, um, I'm going to do that. I'm going to rebuild Israel. But he says, um, actually, I'm going to do it, but I want you to ask me to do it, which I'll just cut to the chase and hit the bottom line. There are lots of things that God wants to do and is willing to do, but he simply says that this world works by prayer. And it's called the big ask. They'll, they'll use that in sales. Best way to make a sale is ask. Best way to ask your parents if you can stay up an hour later is ask. If you don't ask, it might never happen. And just because I said it and I don't want to get in trouble with your parents tonight, uh, for the ones who are really younger, is uh, even if you ask, they won't let you tonight. Okay? <laughs> Lord says, um, inquire of me. Ask me. And I'll do it because I'm planning on doing it but I want you to cooperate with me. That's the mountain experience, the blessing. Then you come to chapter 37. And this is also one that we're familiar with, but it's no longer prophesied to the mountains. It says that Ezekiel had the hand of the Lord come upon him and brought him in the spirit and set him down in a valley. And this is kind of like what happened to Philip in the New Testament, where it says the Spirit of the Lord picked up Philip. You know, what's your name right here? 
Kara, okay? So the Spirit of the Lord just picks up Kara. And uh, a second from now, Kara says, come on, I'm a Krabby Joe's right now. You know, I, I was at Bethel, and now I'm at Krabby Joe's. And the Lord says, he just whispers in your ear, Kara, talk to the server here. I brought you here just like that. Holy Spirit did that. That's what happened to Philip in the New Testament. That's what happened to Ezekiel here. Ezekiel is lifted by Holy Spirit, but placed. See, we can't go out there now. <laughs> It'll be a while. I better preach into chapter 38 and chapter 39 too. So here it is. I'm just messing your head. It's Ezekiel is placed in a valley and it's full of dry bones. It's very clear that the valley is dry bones. And uh, if any of you have been down to Nevada, Arizona, or you've seen some old cowboy shows, uh, you would see where they've got desert and, you know, just to make it look like it's a real cowboy scene, they've got the skull of some mule or something, you know, bleached sitting in the, the sand there. That's what Ezekiel is seeing. That's what Ezekiel is seeing. And it says, Then God caused me to pass by them all around, that is, these dry bones, so he's having a real good look, and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and they were very dry. So lots of dry bones, not just a few dry bones, lots of dry bones. And uh, they're in this valley. And God said to him, son of man, can these bones live? I want to talk about something that Carlo just touched on right at the end when he was concluding there. And it's this, everybody tonight probably has some kind of stuff. I think he nailed it. My spirit just kind of jumped on that. I think he nailed it. Everybody's got some kind of, there you are, some kind of stuff going on. And here it is, some of it, there's no human hope. No hope. Either the doctor said something, or you looked into your bank account, and you're thinking, I'm not stupid. This thing is running out. And I don't know where it's going to come from. It might be no hope in a relationship. And you think, it's just running on empty, and I'm on gas fumes, and there's no hope. What's so interesting is if you're going to be a man or a woman of God, and I'm not talking about a preacher, I'm talking about a man or a woman of God, a young person or an older person or a person who goes out tomorrow to work. What God wants to have go deep in our hearts is this. When you look at these hopeless situations, what do you see? What do you see? Can these bones live? I'll tell you one thing. I wouldn't be in the ministry if I didn't know that the answer was yes. There's too much stuff that gathers together on Sunday. Do you know what I'm saying? Like 
Sunday, whether you have 50 people in your church or 500 or 5,000, bring it all together with everybody's needs. It's way too much for a pastor or pastors or a whole pastoral team. It's just way too much. There have been times when I thought, I can't even help two people. It's one too many. This one person's got so much stuff going on. That's, that's the way that we live. And what God wants to do is something deep in Ezekiel's life. Sorry about that. I'm pushing against there. It's not this. Deep in Ezekiel's life. And the question that God says is, Ezekiel, have a real good look at this. How do you view it? Can these bones live? Your situation, whatever it is, your situation, is there hope? Here's how I, I love it, Ezekiel answers. He, he's, he thinks, I'm going to do the humble thing. You know, I think he's pretty smart. Plus, he's not being cute. He's literally saying inside, I don't think so. But the fact that you asked me, I'm thinking that I should say something else. And so I'm thinking quickly on my feet. You know, God says, good thinking. God knows there's some things that you'll see and you'll think, no, no, this is okay. There's hope here. There's some other things that you'll think there's no hope. I hear people talking about our nation that way. That's yeah, hopeless. This and this and this. They'll talk about their province that way. They'll talk about the public school system that way. They'll talk about their job that way. And God's question is, can these bones live? If you're going to be used, God wants you to always say yes. Might not know how. But yes, I met Marissa this weekend. She's a trophy of grace. Just what God's done in her life. I saw a picture of her before. Just put up your hand, Marissa. Yeah. Before, after. I thought, come on. This is miraculous. I've got a friend who's now city and regional council uh, in Oshawa and uh, Durham region. He uh, just resigned when he became politician. He's, he's been the executive television producer for the uh, TV station in our area. And he used to be hooked on drugs and an alcoholic and he lived under the bridge. And everybody knew he was hopeless until God did a miracle in his life. And then you see, it only has to happen to one person. And then you know it can happen to anybody else because it works, right? And so I, I've seen Marissa's before, but I want to see a million and kajillions more of them. Yeah. Trophy of grace. Can these bones live? You know. So we're talking about how to move in the anointing. See, the anointing is attracted to trouble. The anointing is attracted to impossibilities. 
And what I'm saying tonight is I want us to be able to minister to those impossible situations that you would actually have an encounter with God tonight and that things would change. And so it's, you know, and God speaks in verse 4 and says, God said to him, prophesy to these bones. It's from verse 4 to verse 8. Notice he's not asking Ezekiel to pray now. It's time to stop praying and instead, let's just get it out of the realm of prophecy because we think in terms of giving someone a word and telling them their future and so on. Prophesy simply means here, declare and proclaim. Speak to, that's what it means. And the first point of moving in the anointing is learn to speak to the problem. And in this case, it's speak to the bones. And you say, well, that's kind of stupid. Why talk to bones? The bones are dead. We're talking about moving in the anointing. In fact, in the New Testament, you'll hear about speaking to the mountain. Speaking to the tree and commanding it to uh, be moved and this sort of thing. Speak to the bones and say to them, and it's in verses 4 to 8. O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. I will put sinews on you. See, this isn't prayer. This is speaking to the bones. If I were to uh, speak to someone here, standing here, and they come to me and they have a heart condition, I'm going to begin by speaking to that heart. I'm speaking to the heart. If someone is standing in front of me and, and they're needing finances and provision, I'm speaking to their financial need. And I'm, I'm addressing that. If, if I'm speaking to uh, mental uh, problems, mental illness, emotional problems, I will speak directly to that situation. Somebody says, I, I have uh, fibromyalgia or lupus. I'll speak directly to that disease. I speak to the bones. I'm not going to have a prayer meeting about it. I'm not going to even pray at all. Forget about pray long. I'm not going to close my eyes. I'm going to look at those bones and I'm going to talk to bones. That's what we're talking about of moving in the anointing. In verse 6 it says I will put sinews. Notice how detailed it is. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you. Cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. In other words, I declared, I spoke, I proclaimed. And as I prophesied, there was a noise and suddenly a rattling. And the bones came together, bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon me and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. Something happens when godly people speak to the problem. You can talk to somebody else about your problem or you can address the problem. You can even talk to yourself about the problem or you can talk to the problem. You can even pray to God about it and God's saying, listen, why are you telling me? Talk to the problem. That's what it is to move in the anointing. There's something released. Speaking to the bones. And remember, 
God seemed to take great pains to say, Ezekiel, do you see the bones? Have a good look. Like they're, they're really dry. And there are lots of them. They're just dead, dry, dusty. Nothing's here. Talk to the bones. When I'm ministering to people, I'll always leave uh, my eyes open. And I'm looking at them and I'm speaking to situations. I'll sometimes say, I speak uh, and sometimes uh, I, I might not even know the, the correct pronunciation. I was just going to say, uh, is it a carotid artery at the back? Carotid? Any medical people here? Good, I can say anything then. <laughs> and I, I speak in the name of Jesus and I, I speak that it would be opened up and I speak to pain to go. I speak to nerve damage. I'm addressing all sorts of different things. I'm talking to it. I'm not just saying be healed. There can be a time for that. I don't mind that either. But I'm actually speaking to the situation. Then, that's verses 4 to 8. Then verses 9 and 10, it says this. Because... There are things that you will notice happen when you speak to the situation. Uh, sometimes uh, you, you will actually see some kind of what we would call commotion or noise. Uh, I had one man, <laughs> oh man, I, I don't know whether I told you this one uh, last time I was here, but I, I thought he was going to sue me. He came to the front of the church at the end of a service and his arm was in a sling and he said he couldn't move it. And uh, I, I said, I'd, I'd, I'd like to pray for you and uh, minister to you that your arm would be healed. And so I just said, in the name of Jesus, I speak to this arm and I heard crack. And I thought, whoa. And my first impulse was punch in 9-1. <laughs> Talk to him for a couple of seconds and then hit the third one and also phone a lawyer. <laughs> and I said, Larry, what was that? And he was scared out of his mind. It was like golf balls. I don't know. And I said, this, this is classic. I'm like, just shows how human. I said, are you worse or better? <laughs> He says, just a minute. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not exaggerating. Here, let me get the, the loudness of it. Crack. Like that. You know, just anywhere in a radius, you'd hear it. And uh, we put the sling off, and he goes like this. And he start, starts to move it around. I'm thinking, okay, I don't need a lawyer. <laughs> and then I have to act a little spiritual. It was, I knew everything was okay, Larry. <laughs> but there's something else in moving in the anointing, and it's this. Verse 9, verse 10. Prophesy to the breath. Now what makes this so interesting is you cannot get this story right. Uh, and some of you will have Bible versions that will bear this out. Um, and uh, you, you can check it out. But when it speaks of breath, 
in this portion of scripture, you have to understand that there's a Hebrew word, ruach, is the way you say it, ruach, R-U-A-C-H, and it means breath, wind, or spirit. And so, are we talking about just talking to breath? Are we talking about, Lord, send a little breeze, send a wind? Or are we talking about, let there be a release of Holy Spirit? One of the ways that we can find out, and I'll just say this in passing, is in uh, chapter 37 and verse 6. If you uh, translate the Hebrew scriptures into the Greek it's called the Greek Septuagint. So this is the Greek of, uh, of the Old Testament. Uh, we're going to, it's called transliterating. The, the Greek Septuagint translated verse 6 this way. Instead of put breath in you, it was put my spirit in you. Referring to Holy Spirit. Meaning we're not speaking to breath, we're not speaking to wind, we're speaking to Holy Spirit. We're actually speaking to Holy Spirit. Now, do we command Holy Spirit to do this, do that, go there? No. No. Not at all. In fact, if you read verses 9 and 10, it's God himself who's saying to Ezekiel, I want you to talk to Holy Spirit and be able to call Holy Spirit onto the scene. Is God present everywhere? Yes, he is. Absolutely. God's present everywhere. But when we call Holy Spirit and we say, come Holy Spirit, verse 9, and he said to me, prophesy to the breath, to spirit, prophesy son of man, and say to the breath or the spirit, Holy Spirit, thus says the Lord God. So God's telling them to do this. Come from the four winds, meaning come from the four corners. Come from all over, O breath or O Holy Spirit. And breathe on these slain that they may live. Two things for moving in Holy Spirit. One is speak to the problem. Don't pray it. Talk to it. Two is as you're speaking to the problem, invite Holy Spirit to move right into that situation. And so you have three things going on here. One is Holy Spirit is coming into this situation. Two is you're not praying, you're actually speaking or declaring for Holy Spirit to move. And three is the person or the, this situation is being acted upon. So I pray for this one lady. I shouldn't say I pray, I'm speaking to the situation in, in her body. And as I'm speaking to the situation in her body, and I'm asking Holy Spirit to come, my eyes are open and I'm watching. And her eyelids are fluttering so fast. It's unbelievable. She couldn't naturally do that. I put my hand on her back, and 
she's all sweaty and I'm not sweaty. And I thought, I'll just ask, are, are you hot? She's, oh, am I ever hot? I said, well, were you hot before we began to minister this way? No, I was fine. She says, I feel such heat on my back. I said, I can tell. My hand's on her back and all of a sudden it, it's rippling. Muscles are rippling up and down. I said, do your muscles always kind of spasm like that? No. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Here's what I know. I've been addressing a problem in her life physically. I've invited the Holy Spirit to come into and onto and deal with that problem. And I'm wanting to be the vehicle or the person who can be used of God to address the situation. God wants to minister to this person. God wants me to invite Holy Spirit to move in that situation. I need to address the situation. It's why many times I'll say, what's the problem? If somebody says, well, you know, I just want to be blessed. I'll say, well, you know, that's easy. We can do that. But what's the problem? Well, actually, I have high blood pressure. Oh, okay. Okay. High blood pressure. Got, got high blood pressure going on. Then I say, Any, anything else related to it? Well, actually, I, I've got some, some panic disorder as well. In the middle of the night, it hits me, and I've, I've got anxiety going on. Okay, is that it? Yeah, that's it. Okay, let's address this. And I'm speaking to the problem, addressing the problem, inviting Holy Spirit to come into the situation. Now, you say, well, you know, if God wants people to be healed or problems to be solved, why doesn't God just do it? Well, you can ask the Lord. I've tried and I've never got anything uh, much of an answer out of that one. Even to write the Bible, he used people. Isn't that interesting? Superintending and watching over the word so that it's only what he wanted written down, but he used people to write it. Gifts of the Spirit. I've tried operating in the gifts of the Spirit like this. Never worked that well. I find the gifts of the Spirit work best when I actually speak and engage. I find winning people to Jesus is much more effective when I actually talk and touch and care than if I were to just come up beside a person and, you know? And, and uh, is Carla? Kara. Kara would say to me, you're kind of creeping me out. I'll say, no, no, I just want God to save you. Yeah, well, you're creeping me out. Right? It's, it's to share. You engage. I wish that I had understood this years ago because I wanted to function better in cooperating with God. There are times when God wants to do things and he'll tell us to do this. And that's why it's not a matter of, well, you know, I'm going to tell the Holy Spirit, you know, do this, go there, and all that. It's the Lord giving us direction in cooperating with Holy Spirit to bring Holy Spirit into these dry, desert, dead, hopeless situations. And here's the hardest part sometimes is 
Come Holy Spirit. Begin to move. Begin to move in those discs in the back. Begin to move and let there be healing of the discs. Proper alignment. Let there be muscles strengthened around those discs. I command pain to go in Jesus' name. And as we're functioning and moving in that way, all of a sudden, things begin to happen. Sometimes I've prayed and I said, anything happening? Nope. I said, well, you know, sometimes uh, a person doesn't feel something, but they'll still get healed. So I'm not going just by feelings or what I see. So I'll just speak into it again. I'm waiting. How about now? Oh, no, 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 I can't. Okay. And you think, man, I'm hanging out to dry. You know, they thought I was spiritual up to this point. Listen, if we're going to help people, it's I'd rather try to be used of God to see your situation changed for the good than try to protect an image that is false already because we should know from the start we can't do anything. I always say if God heals somebody, it was God. If God didn't heal somebody, it wasn't me. Right? I'm not on the hook for either of it. I just want to be used. And so it's to offer that way, where you speak to the situation, the tendency will be to close your eyes and go, go into a long prayer. And then the exit strategy is, I won't ask them how it is because it might not be good, so I'll just say, God bless you, God loves you, and then we walk away. That's not the way. That's not how the anointing moves. It's to be able to speak to it, keep our eyes open, Invite Holy Spirit to come. Proclaim, speak to Holy Spirit to come from the four winds, the four directions, into that situation, and that the hopeless would, would change. I love the testimonies that I've seen and been a part of where it was hopeless. It was hopeless. There was no hope. Sometimes, and I don't understand it all, but somebody will say to me, uh, you're welcome to, and they'll say, pray for me, but actually I've been prayed by, uh, for by 10 people already. And they name them and I think, man, they're bigger than I am. And I say, well, why don't I just see though? Meaning, who knows, maybe God can use me. Speak to it. Address it. And then Wait. I've had people after 30 seconds, a minute, they kind of open their eyes and they say, uh, I don't think anything's happened. I say, no, no, just wait, it's okay. And you know, sometimes a minute can seem like about an hour. And I say, just be patient. Well, do you want me to speak in tongues? No, no, just be quiet. Just wait. And sometimes I will feel the atmosphere change just by waiting. I'll say, Holy Spirit's here. Holy Spirit's here. Watch. And I'll either see it or feel it or these words will come. 
I'll say, now, now, it's happening right now. Sometimes they'll drop under the power of God, just almost like they've been chopped down. Sometimes there's a vibrating that they'll feel in their body, a heat, and flushed face. This one lady, her eyes, eyelids were, were fluttering so fast I couldn't believe it. Some people, nothing. I say, don't worry. God's, God's doing it right now. I know, God's here present, doing it right now. What I believe we're supposed to do tonight is this. One is, the reason that I take the time to explain some of this is that what I do, you can do. And what you can do, I can do. And we can do. And I know that you do it. I know your pastors do it. And I know that God wants to do more of it. And so it's to be able to speak to it, invite Holy Spirit into it, and let the supernatural power of God touch the hopeless situation. Now, remember, the question was, can these bones live? You will face things that you'll look at that will cause you, I guess one of the English words for it is blanch cringe, feel like you want to faint because it's just so difficult. And you see, it's not a matter of whether you can think it through. It's we're inviting the supernatural power of God to do this. Now, here's what I want us to do because we want some ministry time. Anything that we talk about, we've got to do. And we'll do it and do it and if it's in the Bible we'll keep doing it and we'll keep getting good results and we'll find out how to do it better and we'll work our way along and we'll, we'll encourage each other. Here's the first thing is for people tonight, here, here's how God spoke to me, is that there are people tonight who have hopeless situations you, either you think of it that way or it it is, you know, just by all accounts in the, the natural, you just look at it and it feels hopeless. It might be physical, it might be mental, it might be emotional, it might be financial, it might be relational, whatever it is. If you're in a hopeless situation, and by hopeless, I don't mean that God can't deal with it. What I'm saying is, in the natural, people think it's hopeless, and maybe you think it's hopeless, and you want ministry for that, I want you to stand. All right? I know that there are a number of people this way because I trust the voice of the Lord to me. Anybody else before we begin? A job? I don't know. I, I can't get into your head or your heart, but God can. And the question is, can these bones live? And the scripture says, in verse 11, Then God said to me, Son of man, these bones are the house of Israel. And they indeed say, Our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. 
And then God speaks and he says, I'm going to put my spirit within them. I'll do it. I'll do it. Here's what I want to do now. Is I want to come into agreement with you in your situation. For some of, of, of you, maybe you're the only one who knows it. And you don't even have to tell me. Maybe you've told other people about it. Maybe you've been prayed for numerous times and you think, it's just one more guy who's trying to frustrate me. But I'm telling you, I heard in the Spirit that there are people who are involved in what you would call hopeless situations. And God says, I want to speak to those bones. And if you'll invite and welcome Holy Spirit to move in that situation. God can change it and make the impossible possible. Here's what I'd like us to do. I want, I want this to be something that we do. I know that as a pastors you can do this as well. But part of these encounter nights is to be trained where you actually do it. Not just the encounter of someone experiencing the miracle, but the encounter is that God used you, God used me, God used us to bring someone else into the miracle. And what I'd like to do is have you kind of spread out across here and maybe down a couple of aisles so that we can have a couple of people be able to move just around you so that we can minister to you and I want to do something myself with it in, in, in addressing this but if you would do that if, you, if you're standing if you would come up anywhere in the front across here and if we have to uh, use the aisle so that there's room just around you I know that uh, in, in seriousness we're not going to be all night or anything like that Remember, this isn't, this isn't praying. It's not a prayer meeting. We're addressing some things. I want to address this first. Are there any folk here who have muscle problems anywhere in your body? It relates to muscles... Uh, either uh, immune uh, uh, deficiency in your immune system, uh, the lupus, the fibromyalgia, the, uh, that sort of thing, the, the arthritic uh, conditions, anything that relates to muscles, just put up your hand. Okay, one, two, actually, okay, three, four, five, six, seven, okay. Then specifically, breathing problems. Any breathing problems, put up your hand. Okay? Over here? Come on up here then if you would please. Breathing problems. Anybody else? Breathing problems over here. Over here. So here's what I want to do at first. I want to address the muscles, the tendons, the sinews, the ligaments. And so I'm speaking now to tendons, muscles, ligaments, sinews. 
I speak to the muscles right now in the name of Jesus. And I'm speaking, declaring life for these muscles. That these muscles would begin to be strengthened. If you came for muscle problems, I want you to just begin to, in faith, just move something. Just move something, even as I'm speaking. I speak in the name of Jesus to these muscle problems. In Jesus' name. Where there have been maybe spasms. Uh, there have been pulled muscles, uh, any kind of uh, stretched muscles. I speak to the pain around those muscles in the name of Jesus. Any kind of abnormality with the muscles. Sometimes the muscles aren't long enough and it's caused an abnormality is what's coming to me. And so I speak to these muscles in the name of Jesus. And I invite you, Holy Spirit, come Come Holy Spirit, move on. Where are the people with the muscles? You came for that. Come Holy Spirit upon these people. Come Holy Spirit upon these people right now in the name of Jesus. You might even put your hand on some part of your body where the muscle is. In the name of Jesus, come. Come Holy Spirit. Move, Holy Spirit, on these muscles. Let the pain go. Let the muscles have mobility. Let there be mobility in the muscles. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let the power of God be released in their bodies. In Jesus' name. We speak it in Jesus' name. Keep moving. Keep moving your, your muscles if, if you came for that. I just want to address that. Do that. Just allow Holy Spirit to move on you. Don't do anything, you don't have to do anything that would hurt you in any way. But just know that Holy Spirit is faithful, moving on you. Does anyone who's come for muscles even feel something right now? There's some change, whatever it is. You just know you feel something right now. Anyone across here, you're feeling something? You've come for, for muscles? I'm not able to keep track of you. Just, yes? What, what do you feel? Something's different. Okay, that's good enough for me. Yeah. Yes, yes. We thank you, Lord. We bless the muscles that are being healed right now in Jesus' name. How about yourself? What's happening? Oh, it doesn't want to go up, and you're able to go up now. I wondered about that, the way you were kind of cruising upwards. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. We bless the healings of muscles in Jesus' name. We thank you for your ministry, Holy Spirit. Move, Holy Spirit, on the muscles. Loosen the muscles around back areas in Jesus' name. The muscles, what do you call it when, when uh, you get muscle cramps? In, uh, what, is, what is it? Spasms, yeah. In the name of Jesus, we speak to those spasms that they would go. In Jesus' name, just begin to move. Somebody's got uh, the spasms in the back. Begin to move uh, your, your back around. In, and uh, those uh, uh, also for breathing problems. Where are the breathing problems? Over here? I don't always lay hands on everybody. Just come on up here, all right? How long have you had these breathing problems? I've had a sinus infection for as long as I can remember. Okay. Lord Jesus, we speak in your power to the sinus infection. 
We speak to the sinuses. We speak to the membranes that they would be opened up. We speak to any polyps that would try to be created in there. I speak to the headaches that would come from it. I speak to the, the negative effect upon the eyes. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I speak to the breathing that would be um, uh, hindered, uh, even how it would affect your sleep. And I speak to these different areas in the name of Jesus, and I say, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit, into the sinus problems, the breathing problems, the membranes, all of that. In Jesus' name, I speak that they would be cleared out, healed in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just, what's your first name? Gloria. Gloria, just... Breathe a little. Just breathe in. I don't know whether you're going to know tonight, but I want you to keep track of this, okay? Just go like that. By the way, if you're speaking into someone and speaking healing, and the pain moves and goes to another part of their body, you're not dealing with just an affliction now, you're actually dealing with a spirit of affliction and it's trying to run away from you, literally. And so that, you know, if I was praying for somebody uh, here and, and speaking healing into their shoulder, and I say, how is it now? And the person says, now it's in my other shoulder. And I say, well, now how are, are you? Well, now it's in my knees. I know I'm dealing with a spirit of affliction. And I literally will command that to leave the person's body. And usually it'll go out of a, a, an appendage, either the hands or the, the legs, sometimes even out through the head. And the person's totally healed. And that's not your problem, so don't worry about that. I just wanted to say that. So I just, I just bless. I, I need to clear up the little mess I made there. <laughs> My, <laughs> so I, I just bless the healing. I bless the healing that you're doing, Lord. I bless that um, Gloria will be able to breathe freely and openly and it won't affect you at nighttime. No more headaches, no more eye problems. I speak to these, these symptoms of this problem and we say to the root, we just say, Holy Spirit, release her of this in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Here's what I'd like us to do. I would love for people who you love the Lord, you're part of this house or city gate, I would love for about three or four people to come around these folk, and I'm going to just say how we can do it for maybe five to ten minutes. Just come around them and speak in the name of Jesus that their hopeless situation would go. Whatever it is. God's, God's big enough. I don't think we have to say it. Usually I'll ask a person, but we, we, we don't need to be telling everybody here tonight what it is. I want us to be safe and protected in it. But just for, for a few moments, so here's what I'm going to ask. We'll, we'll, we'll get all kind of muddled up here if we pray the, uh, or proclaim this way. Now I'd like us to stretch right across here and across here. And the encounter tonight 
is to be able to keep your eyes open, speak to this, the hopeless situation that the person would have, and just say, just like this, I just speak to that hopeless situation. I speak to it in the name of Jesus. And I welcome you, Holy Spirit, to move, 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 Holy Spirit. I speak to the hopeless situation. And then just wait. Don't, don't talk a lot. Just wait. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Welcome more power of Holy Spirit. So the people who are at the front, I want you to just go like this. Raise your hands. All right? Those who are in their seats and you're willing to be a part of this ministry opportunity for a few minutes, I want you to come up. These people have their hands in the air and they're saying, I'm in a hopeless situation. You're addressing it is what will break it and give release and change it. Every person across the frontier ought to, we're people who believe in the power of God, the love of God, just a couple of people for each person so that no one gets missed. Remember, you're not praying, you're not closing your eyes, you're just speaking to their situation. As soon as some people get around you, then you can put your hands down. And so keep your eyes open, look at them, and say, I speak to that hopeless situation. I speak to those dry bones figuratively. I speak to this hopeless situation. And in Jesus' name, come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Just address it. If, if no one's praying for you yet, um, keep your hands up. We've got a couple of people over here. We need some people over here. One, two, three, four, five, six people who need a ministry. Thank you so much for moving so quickly. A couple of you there. Need a couple of people here. We need one, two, four more people over here if you'd be so kind to come and minister. All, all you need to do is offer your voice. Two people over here. Two people over here in the corner if you could come. Beautiful. Thank you, guys. Excellent. Bless your hearts. Love it. Love it. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Move in these bodies. Move in these lives. Come, power of God. Let the power of God move in these lives. We speak to the Spirit of God to move in their bodies, move in their lives. The hopeless would be filled with hope, resurrection power in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I thank you, I thank you, Holy Spirit. We speak to bones and situations and mountains. We speak to these mountains, be removed. We speak into our nation. We speak into our province. We speak into this church. We speak into the churches of Stratford. We speak into businesses in the name of Jesus. We speak into marriages. We speak into families in Jesus' name. More Holy Spirit, more Holy Spirit. 
Thank you. Thank you. Speak for a bit and then just stop. Remember, you're not praying. Just more Holy Spirit. That tonight would change it. Tonight would change it by the power of God. By the power of God. Take about two to three more minutes. We prophesy to the wind as we prophesy to the bones that dry bones would become a living being, a living answer from heaven. Thank you, Lord. Put your hands up if you're feeling the power of God in, in, in your life right now from the ministry. Just hold your hands up if you're feeling the power of God. One, two, three, four, five. You're feeling the power of God. It's an encounter with God. Let it continue through the night. In Jesus' name. Just two more minutes and then finish up. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I bless. I bless. I bless. One more minute. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Yes, yes. These bones can live. These bones can live. These bones can live. We say yes. We say yes. The desert will blossom like a rose. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. More Holy Spirit. More of your power. More of your ministry. Blow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just have a seat for a moment, would you? If, if God's working on you, you can stand there and continue for a moment or just grab a seat and let the power of God still work. You're not going to bother anybody by being at the frontier. You can continue. I just want to do one more thing. Thank you, Lord. Look at that. Isn't that beautiful to see people ministering to people? And they came with hopeless situations and were believing that this God is able to turn it around. Where, where's my, my buddy Miles? Come on up here, Miles. I need to just bless you. I, I, wanted, I had you in my radar. I just bless you. I wanted to bless you. I thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing in Miles. 
I thank you, I thank you, I bless in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, come in greater power. Greater power. Greater power in Jesus' name. I bless God's power in your life. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. I bless, I bless. I don't think that's me. I bless still. I bless. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I thank you. Holy Spirit, you're welcome. You're welcome. All through his body. Be released all through his body. Drive out any sickness. Drive out any, any disease. In Jesus' name. That he would be stronger than strong. In Jesus' name. I bless, I bless. I thank you, Lord. I speak to your body. Let, let miracles happen in your body. In Jesus' name. All through your body. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. There's a lady over here. You're sitting beside a lady in a turquoise top. Yeah. Just go like that. Yeah. When I looked at you, I saw something, and it's this. I saw that the Lord showed me a tree, and as the roots were going down deeper, it's like, you know, they say about an oak tree, that the deeper the roots go down, the more it can go up. And it seems like God is changing your capacity, and that the capacity is changing in this sense, that he's driving things down deeper. And my experience when God gives me a word like this is sometimes it doesn't mean that it's a really great period of time. It can be more of a difficult time. Uh, doesn't mean that you should expect any trouble or anything like that. But when the Lord is driving our roots down deeper, oftentimes, I, my just sense of it is that it means that you can be going through some things, but understand this, that the deeper that the roots go down, the greater the height of the tree will be. What's your first name? Lindsay? I just bless you, Lindsay, in what God's doing in your life right now. John chapter 15 and verse 1 calls him the, the husbandman or the, the gardener. And God knows how... how is that me? Really? Okay. Um, here. God knows how to care for his trees and the fruit of the trees and the health of the trees. And we just speak to your roots. Ephesians chapter 3 about verses uh, 20, 21 right in there says that we're rooted and grounded in Christ Jesus that you'd be unshakable, un unmovable always abounding in the work of the Lord. Psalm chapter 1 speaks of being planted by the rivers uh, of, of water and that uh, your, your leaf won't wither, everything that you do will prosper, but it's based on the roots going down into the river and getting the water supply. And again, because um, many times I don't know who I'm speaking to, my sense is just 
at this time and this season uh, of, of your life and, and the block, block of time that we're talking about right now, it's a good time to just maybe even have some special times with the Lord where you say, Lord, I'm just putting my roots down in you. And it, it'll, it'll keep you from being uh, moved, shaken, tossed about. God's purposes, though, for you know this is to make you as one of the trees in the house of the Lord. It's not to hurt you. It's not to scare you. That's why don't, don't be thrown off by that. But again, my sense is that you can go through some difficult times that will drive the roots down. And it's interesting, during a dry season even, Roots will drive down looking for a water supply. And I want you to know that the river of God is always there for you. And so I just, I just bless the river in your life. Do you mind me asking how long you've been a Christian? Most of your life. So I just bless what's already been established in your life. And by the way, in speaking to her, I didn't know. So it's not as though I, I, I knew a short time, long time. That's why I asked. And so I, I just speak to an established life. But your roots would go down deep and find the water supply for this new season. And I believe that you're going to find, uh, again, that John chapter 15, that there's more fruit to come and that there's much fruit and that your fruit will remain. And I bless your root system in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. And we just just fertilize the root system. We just speak of the spiritual fer, uh, fertilizer that would be spread on the ground so that she'd be able to grow, grow and be strong in Jesus' name. That you'd be a tree in the house of the Lord, the planting of the Lord in Jesus' name. And let me just see, there's a verse that's coming to me and we'll see if it means anything. I'm not even sure I know what it is, but it's Isaiah uh, chapter uh, 60, um, uh, 61. Um, uh, there it is, verse 3. Uh, in fact, I'm going to read verses 1 to 3. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Verse 3. To console those who mourn in Zion. To give them beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. And the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That they might be, may be called trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord. And so I just bless you with joy. And that there would be a beauty for ashes, and that the Lord would be able to uh, be able to give to you uh, all of what's needed to carry in this season, and that you'd you'd get the full blessing of of the Lord out of the season that you're in. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. That was probably my fault, by the way. Don't, if, if you're visiting here, they have great sound, I'm sure, every Sunday. That uh, is probably just uh, my love handle leaning over uh, the, the electricity and uh, cutting down the power supply. So, Father, I bless...
I bless what you're doing and you've done tonight. I bless the encounters that are taking place. I thank you, Lord, that you want us to push into breakthroughs so that we can be used of you every day, daily, daily. They were in the temple and house to house, seeing the signs and the wonders and the good things of God. And I just bless in Jesus' name this house. I bless City Gate. I bless the other houses of this city, that this would be a city that would flourish and thrive because of the presence of the Lord coming closer and closer. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thanks for checking out this week's message, Bethel Church Podcast. Hope that it's blessed you and encouraged you, and that you come back and check out next week's message as well.